0: Awesome. I've got a message today. Um, One of the things we like to do, sometimes, you know, we get a series and God does things over a period of time. Sometimes there's one-off messages. This is a one-off message. But the the issue here is one of our goals is to equip each other to be more like Jesus in life. It's great to come to church and, and be the church, but you spend more time outside the church than in the church. Gathering. You know, we are the church, I appreciate that all of the time. But you're at the workplace, you're at the home, you're at the school, you're at the gym, you're whatever it is you do, you're there most of the time. We want to be Jesus in all those places. The issue we have is that we rub against the world and inevitably we get some world attitudes bumping into us and sometimes they seep in a little bit. Is that true? But my goal as your pastor today is to get more of Jesus in there, to bump up against Jesus so that when we go out into the world, we're a little bit more like him, yeah? And that will change the world, yeah? So my title for you today is Breaking the Power of Offence. Breaking everyone went, ooh. breaking the Power of Offence. Offence is a powerful thing. Every single one of you has been offended. Am I right? everyone has been offended here's the the harsh truth every single one of you has offended someone it just happens it doesn't mean you're not a nice person because I'm sure you are the nicest person on the planet but I guarantee you you've offended some there are things ranging from very minor things that you get offended by or offend someone with through to very major things but the difficulty is how do we handle that offense how do we live with offense in our world and what does Jesus do with it all because we want to be a bit more like him you know, as I was, you know, it could be a heavy topic, this. I'm not going to make it a heavy topic. It's going to be a great topic that's going to help you. But I was saying, Lord, how can I bring this in with a bit of lightness? And I was on another dog walk. There's a theme going through my service. And uh, I was I was on a dog walk. And, um, you know, who knows that on a dog walk you have to pick up the doo-doo? Yeah, you're with me. And um, I used to be quite cool. You know, I used to... <laughs> I used to like nice shoes and clothes and go out and used to think I was quite a good guy now I walk through the park with a bag of (laughs) doo-doo what has it come to? here's where I can get a little bit offended when I see another dog walker whose dog walks along, does its business and they don't pick it up it's like I'm walking along with the poo bag, what are you doing? And I can get offended at lots of levels. One thing, you know, I'm doing it so why can't you do it. But more than that, what about if someone's kid goes and picks it up, rubs it in the old face or eats a little bit. Oh, come on, we can go there, we can go there. Well, they might. What if you're out and you've got some nice shoes on you've just paid several hundred pounds for and you stand in it? It's just not okay. It's offensive. Are you with me now? I was trying to make this a bit of fun. The best thing was, I was having this revelation as I was walking the dog another time, <laughs> <laughs> preparing to do this, and I, I had this. Oh, how can I make it? How can I make it light-hearted? Oh, I could tell a doggy do doo story that make it light-hearted, because you can understand where the offence can come, though, can't you? Seriously, why should that be left there? You know, in all seriousness, why? Despite the jokes, I get all indignant, and I was, I was thinking of, oh, be, I'll do that. I was, I was walking through the castle park and I was the only person in the park and I had this thought and so rather than, than forget it, I, I recorded it. I thought, so I'll video myself reminding myself of this thing. And so I'm walking along with the dog and I'm saying to the phone, people get offended when they don't pick up the doggy poo. And just as I did that, someone cycled past me. <laughs> and they looked around and went, So that was my week. I don't know what kind of week you've had but let's get into this offence is referred to as the bait of Satan the bait of Satan here's why God made us for relationship he made us for relationship with him and he made us for relationship with each other when Jesus was questioned what is the greatest commandment what did he say? love God, love people why? because we made for relationship when people get offended it separates people so if God made us for relationship, and offense separates us, who's winning? Can you see why it's the bait of Satan? You get offended and suddenly you withdraw. I don't like you anymore. You've upset me. You've done this thing. I'm going to step away a little bit. Who's winning? It's called the bait of Satan. And it's a great tool that he consistently uses. And it's why in church we need to nail this. Because if we can nail this, who starts winning then? Because when you could have separated, actually you draw together. And then Jesus wins because he made us for relationship. Give me a wave if you lead anywhere in life. In your house, in your workplace, in the church environment, in a ministry, lots of people lead. Here's the thing. Every single leader on the planet will offend someone. If you're not offending someone, you're probably not doing very much. <laughs> Praise the Lord, it's my lot in life. You know, in the workplace, at home, you know, there's there's offense everywhere. What about organizing the social? you know, you, oh, we're going go to the, we're gonna go to the, to the restaurant, yeah there's 10 of us going, they've got 10 seats, brilliant, brilliant the 11th person comes, why wasn't I invited, you're trying to do a good thing and you forget someone you didn't mean to forget them but what happens, offence, yes. did you mean it, no, did it happen, yes there's always that someone and then the bill comes at the end, who likes that moment there's 10 of you but that person over there had a bottle of wine, I didn't have a bottle of wine that person there, did you see they had the steak? They had the steak, can't believe it I went for the vegetarian option, keep the cost down for everyone, they had the steak why are, we, why are we splitting the bill? You've had a better meal than me and I'm paying for your meal! Everyone, they all smile at each other, they've had a good time to go home can't believe they had the steak, did you see how many glasses of wine they had? we just get offended all the time If ever I go out for a meal, you guys, I'm looking. (laughs) Whenever we go out for a meal, we just say right up front. It's best to be up front, especially when money's involved. Be up front. We sit there, and before we order anything, we go, we're splitting this equally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all nod. I think they're in agreement. They probably go home and go, stupid Barry. (laughs) But agree at the beginning. Then when the bill comes, there's no awkwardness and weirdness. And usually Ellie pays anyway, so it's all good. (laughs) In church it's a really key place for offense and here's why I think it's because you're a Christian and you're a Christian and if you're a Christian you should know better yeah so we have a higher expectation of each other is that fair because I'm telling you now you offend someone you offend someone you offend someone and you're a Christian and yet we come to church and think well, there shouldn't be any offence because we're all Christians. But there's going to be offence. I remember years ago when we were playing around with how our style and we probably had the music, probably, well, certainly louder than we do now. It was quite loud. And we had this guy and we called him decibel meter guy he would turn up and he would go, so loud, it's so loud and we, my argument was, yeah but we're, we're pitching it at young people You know, young people have gone missing from the church, haven't they? we want to be a church that can attract the young people back and they like loud music Oh, it gets all huffy just a round of applause for every older person who doesn't complain about loud music right now because that's when you celebrate the young people at the front praising Jesus Okay, I can put my earplugs in and massage my store back when I get home from me jumping but we're attracting young people but decibel meter guy no, he's come to church well don't come then but he was coming with his decibel meter and uh, he wrote to the council about us I received a letter from the council saying I've had a complaint about the loudness in your church I was like for crying out loud are you literally joking me I could go on about decibel meter guy Don't be offended, Pastor. Don't be offended. What about? This is a classic in church. I think you've sat in my seat. Oh. There was someone in a, in our a, who joined our church a little while ago, and he, his wife isn't a believer yet, and praying for her. And he got to take her to his previous church and he was all excited about taking her to church and there were a good bunch of people and he got there and they sat down and she was a bit nervous she's, she's not been in church before and he's excited about having her there and they sat down and this lady turned up, tapped her on the shoulder and said excuse me I think you're in my seat For, what on earth? she never went back, she never went back because she was like who does that, she's offended And it's just like, what on earth? Come we can be better than that, can't we? You know, if you're leading a church or a ministry, you get things like, I thought I'd have a platform by now. I can't believe you said that or you didn't say that. You know, I I, I, I thought you were going to raise me up. I thought I was going to have a position. I thought I was going to have a title. People just get offended all the time in church. Could we be better at it? Could we start learning something here which enables us to be better out there, which demonstrates more of heaven? Amen? Amen. Amen. Offense is so often just an unmet expectation you had an expectation about a situation or a person and when that isn't met there's a reaction and very often it's something that touches a sensitive spot in us it's often the bit that isn't quite sorted out God hasn't quite healed it yet it's not quite whole. and when that thing is touched it's like the offense comes because we're not ready for it and here's the truth can I be hard on you? The way you handle offense says more about you than the other person. Something needs to grow up in us. Could we learn together? Could we mature together? And could we disempower the bait of Satan? Could we demonstrate something as a church family to say, your offenses might come, but you know what? I'm going to mature. I'm going to grow up enough to handle them so that in our church family, we are demonstrating something to the world that we stay together despite it all because Jesus is just worth it the music might be too loud the pastor might be a fool there might be be the wrong music I, I don't care what you whatever it might be for you but could we agree right now that we're gonna get better at this stuff so that we form family there's so many biblical instances of offense right at the beginning with Cain you have Cain and Abel so you have Adam and Eve and they have Cain and Abel their sons And I'll read you what happens in Genesis chapter 4 and verses 3 through 8. In the process of time, turn to the person next to you and say the process of time. time. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn, say firstborn. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, and he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Here's the thing, Cain is offended. You respected my brother's offering, but you didn't respect my offering. The offense sets in, and not only is there a separation, there is jealousy which turns to hatred, which turns to murder. Can you see right at the beginning, in the first relationship, right at the beginning, it breaks down and so often with offense what happens is it gets in you and if you don't master it it becomes angry turns into hatred and now I don't think anyone here is necessarily going to murder someone but the relationship dies you kill the relationship and that just isn't what God is looking for here's the thing I've got you to shout out this and there's a lot of debate around this this offering I believe, this is my interpretation of what happens here. Some people say God didn't accept Cain's offering because there was no blood in it. And it's the blood that speaks. And some people say that. And that's that's a fair interpretation. That's for you. For me, it's actually to do with the course of time. Abel brought the first. God wants our first and our best. That's what he wants. What happened? Cain grows his crops and the fruit of the land, lives off it for a bit, picks out the best. And over the course of time, thinks, oh, I better give something to God. And what does he give him? He gives him the worst and the least. And God said, I don't respect that. But it wasn't so much that he brought an animal with blood, Abel, but he gave him the first. God wants his first. Can you see the slight difference here? And God says, you did the wrong thing. I'm not going to respect that. And so Cain gets the hump, gets offended and takes it out on his brother in jealousy leading to death. Are you with me? Think about Joseph and his brothers. Technicolor joke, uh, coat Joseph. Here he is, God gives him a dream, it's a good dream. He's going to raise him up. And he goes to his brothers and said, I've had a dream guys. And the dream is this, that, that, that you're going to bow down to me. And so what happens? The brothers who are older than him, imagine your younger brother coming to you and go, God, Ted, you're going to bow down to me how are you, you reacting well they're reacting exactly like that they go what is he talking they were offended how very dare he and what happens they have a chat they sell him into slavery in effect they separate push him away don't care what's going to happen to him as far as they're concerned he could die why because they were offended and offense just causes so much trouble when jealousy comes in and it leads to hatred and separation who's winning who's winning The God of relationship or the bait of Satan which wants to separate us the exact opposite of relationship. Are you hearing me? What about King Saul? King Saul couldn't handle David's popularity. See David turns up, young boy who's a, a shepherd boy turns up, everyone's scared of Goliath. David rocks up and says, I come in the name of the Lord, throws a stone at him, chops his head off of his own sword, which I always think is brilliant, chops his head off his own sword, comes up and he wins. And then everyone starts celebrating David. And Saul can't handle his popularity. This is what it says in 1 Samuel 18, verses 7 through 11. So the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Then Saul was very angry, and the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed only thousands. Now, what more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward, and it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied inside the house. And he prophesied inside the house. So David played music with his hand, as at other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand, and Saul cast a spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped his presence twice. Has David done anything wrong? all he did was come and defend his king all he did he had this gift with music that when he played music it really soothed all the the oppression in Saul's life he served his king he honored his king he honored his God what happened Saul couldn't handle it he became offended and he tried to kill him he tried to kill him can you see what happens who's winning who's winning what about this one what about Herod's wife so John the Baptist comes along, proclaiming the kingdom, repent, he said. And he says, there's one coming that I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes together. Talking of Jesus. And his, his, but but with, with, with John the Baptist, he was ruthless. Said, so this is the kingdom. This is right and this is wrong. And that's the end of it. But Herod had married his brother's wife, which is kind of controversial. How do we think John the Baptist thought of that? Well, let's have a look. In Mark chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. For Herod himself had laid hold of John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, who he had married. Because John had said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Therefore, Herodias held it against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not. Here's the thing John's done nothing wrong, he's just said what's right but she's offended how very dare you challenge me do you even know who I am who's right John the Baptist but she couldn't handle the truth do you know sometimes we can't handle the truth and so what does she want she wants to kill him she wants to bring separation there is murder offense is powerful can you see the picture I'm trying to paint here if we are gonna be people like Jesus we need to be people who are mature enough to handle offense so it doesn't cause separation, but actually we overcome it and come together in relationship. Then Jesus wins. Amen? Amen. Tap the person next to so us, time to grow up. <laughs> this passage in Matthew chapter 24 is titled Signs of the End of the Age. Matthew 24, verse 10. And then many will be offended. We'll betray one another and we'll hate one another. Jesus is totally telling us in the course of time, the kind of time we're living in, people will be offended. People will be offended. They'll fall out with each other. They'll hate each other. Does it sound familiar? This is the time we're living. Jesus said it's going to happen. So my goal here is to help us grasp what this is really about. Deal with it in our inner person, and take a step in maturity towards Jesus, so we're better at it. Yeah. The word biblically for offence is a Greek word called scandalon. Turn to the person next to you. Say scandalon. Scandalon means offence, but this is what it means in our terms. It means a stumbling block or a trap. A stumbling block or a trap. Do you know what offence isn't? Everything that gets under your skin. Sometimes things wind you up, and that's fine. You know, we get that. But scandal on this, this is something, something much more and more. It's putting something in the way of someone's journey towards Jesus. You know that person who said, "You'll sat in my seat, come on. What on earth? You've literally put a stumbling block in the way of someone who's going to Jesus. There's a fence. That is a fence. And the trouble is with offence, if we take it out on each other, what happens? It puts a stumbling block on our church journey. It puts a stumbling block in our journey with Jesus. It puts a stumbling block in our relationships. That's what happens with offence. So we need to be, we will offend people. We will. We can't help ourselves. But let's try not to. And if we will be offended, it's going to happen. But how can we deal with it? Are you with me? Have a look in this. Jesus speaking. Luke 17, verses 1 and 2 then he said to his disciples it is impossible that no offences should come but woe to him through whom they do come it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he should offend one of these little ones of mine here's the thing Jesus is saying you will be offended it's impossible that no offence comes in other words you're going to be offended it's going to happen because we live in a world it's going to happen but I love this but woe to anyone who makes one of the little ones stumble now that isn't necessarily just about age that's about maturity what if someone comes into church in their 60s who doesn't know Jesus and they're just taking their little steps towards Jesus in faith as far as he's concerned they're still a baby and it is our job never to make a stumbling block for that person don't offend that person. Help them. Make it easy for them to see an authentic Jesus. And how do you help them see an authentic Jesus? Don't offend them. Love them. Encourage them. Build them up. Because then they're going to see the authentic Jesus through someone like you. But when you say, you sat in my seat. When you say, what are you doing? When you're saying you're making a terrible decision. When you're saying, don't use that language. Sometimes I think in, in church, we need a little bit more world in it. Do you know, I don't know if that's a fair comment. No, I, I, I've been to uh, Life Church in Bradford a few times, an um, amazing church there. And, and they said something which grabbed my attention. They said, if you're able to t- pass the offering buckets around and not worry, there's not enough world in your church. <laughs> because someone's going to steal it. The thing is, if we're going to invite the world in to meet Jesus, there's going to be people with different attitudes to you. And our goal is to not offend them. So You shouldn't be wearing that clothes. You shouldn't have that tattoo. You shouldn't use that language. You shouldn't be doing that job. You shouldn't be doing all these things at the beginning. They're little babies. Just help them and encourage them. Yes, disciple them. Yes, help them to be a bit more like Jesus. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring revelation to them. We don't need to keep telling them off. That causes them to stumble. Let God do his bit. Let's just love some people. yeah. Invite people into a place where you know they're not going to be offended. Because then we're not putting stumbling blocks in the way. Are you with me? So how to handle it. The breeding ground for offence is in your mind. We think it. Every one of you has a filter or an expectation about a person or a situation. And when it doesn't play out how you see it in your mind, you get offended. Are you with me? Am Am I still telling the truth? The first question you need to ask is, is it a fair filter And are you correct? Because what if you're wrong? You're all offended by them like Herodias. How very dare he judge me. He was right. She was wrong. She shouldn't be marrying the brother. What on earth? But she's all offended because her filter is, I want to do what I want to do. So firstly, is your filter correct? Then what happens is this. The offense comes and it lands in our mind. Then we go away, and you'll know the journey, and we brew on it. We have a little think about it. We say, how dare they do that? Why wasn't I included? What did they say that for? Why wasn't... We start taking it ourselves. And then what happens is we exaggerate it. Someone said something, you're in your mind and suddenly it's way bigger. Do you know this fish I caught? It was this big. It's one of them. We exaggerate it in our mind. We brew it in our mind. Then what happens is we draw other people into the offense. Gossip. Oh, did you hear what they said about I can't believe they said that about me can you believe they said that about me how dare he dare they they're a terrible person we start gathering people around our offense because we're offended and we were treated terribly and what is the goal the goal is to gather everyone around you to ostracize the other person and bring separation can you see it come on could we be better at this kind of stuff it starts off in our mind who's winning we would rather nurse the offense than resolve it the brave and mature thing is to go to the person and say that was an ouch moment for me could we resolve this because I want to be like Jesus and fight for the relationship I know the enemy wants us apart he's our adversary but we are staying together are you with me are you with me can I just give an aside passive listening perpetuates the offense how many of you have listened to someone who's offended and said things like, Well, I just don't want to get involved. Well, I'm here to listen, but I'm not taking sides. Come on, who's done that? We've all done that. I love in the honesty in the room. I'm not taking, it's not my place. I don't know We that's passively, uh, um, passive listening. And here's what happens it causes the offense to take root at that point when it hasn't gone too deep, you could be the person that actually does get involved. If they're telling you you are involved, whether you like it or not, you're involved. Because it's not my place, it is your place because they're telling you and we're a family. And so actually what you should be doing is point them to resolution, point them to Jesus, point them to the conversation, even facilitate the conversation. But passive listening saying it's none of my business, actually they will receive that as their right. Because we have our own little feel. Oh, they didn't say it was wrong, therefore it's right. Yeah. That's how we think, isn't it? And what's it doing? Passive listening causes the relationship to break down more. Could we be better at that church? If someone comes to you with an offense, don't just listen passively. Give them your input. Be Jesus in that conversation and point them to resolution. It's the hardest thing, but it's the best thing. Touch the person next you, It's time to step up. We looked at Luke 17 and verses 1 and 2 verse 3 says this Luke 17 verse 3 take heed to yourselves if your brother sins against you rebuke him and if he repents forgive him I love this take heed of yourselves take heed of yourselves in other words get a grip get a grip of yourself grow up mature choose wisely be active fight for the relationship take heed this is Jesus advice to us get a grip of yourself don't let the offense get in you, why? because it will cause separation and he's made us for relationship, here's the ultimate taking heed of yourself, ready, choose not to be offended, choose, I'm not going to be offended, you can say what you want to me, do what you want to me, I am choosing before you even start, I'm not being offended, I, I love this, who knows the principle of this, when you come alive in Christ, you die to self, we know that one? Yeah. Can you offend a dead person? No. There's someone laying on the ground and I'm like, oh, you're an absolute muppet. That's, mm. But the, de- the family might be offended. The dead person is not offended because they're dead. And we say we die to self and come alive in Christ. Yeah. So if I'm dead to self and alive in Christ, how could you possibly offend me if that's my reality? Yeah. Can you see it? so offence shouldn't be our portion Jesus did it all so that we wouldn't take offence he did it all so we wouldn't take offence we now get to choose not to be offended because of Jesus are you with me choose 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 to bless the other person anyway choose the opposite spirit offences will come but you can choose whether they take root you get to choose who wins Jesus or Satan Matthew 18, verse 15. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you've gained your brother. The biblical counsel is go and talk to them. Stop talking about them. Stop letting it perpetuate and exaggerate. Go to them and say, let's sort this out. Sometimes it might not be possible to sort it out. Maybe it's gone too deep. Maybe you need some extra help. Get some extra help. But if you can't come together, at least agree we're still going to function. Come, on, Don't let offence rob you of unity, of friendship, of relationship. with Jesus. It's the bait of Satan. Come on, could we be a community of faith, community of hope that does better with this issue? I think we'll be representing heaven well if we could. Think about Jesus. What did Jesus do wrong on the planet? Can I tell you? nothing at the end of his time he went to a cross and the very people he came to love the very people he came to die for spat at him mocked him whipped him laughed at him made him carry a cross he was incapable of carrying they didn't tie him to the cross they nailed him to the cross They all said, get yourself down now. You've saved so many, save yourself. They were mocking him and mocking him and mocking him. If that was me, I'd be like, are you actually joking? Do you know that I came to love you? I'd be offended. But what did Jesus do? He says, Father, forgive them. They don't even know. In doing that, he chose not to take the final bait of Satan in his life. You're not going to have me because there's a bigger picture involved. And by not being offended, I'm opening the way for these people to know me. And he says, I choose love. I choose relationship. I choose forgiveness. Even though they're being horrendous to me. To the point of death. And he hangs on a cross and says, Father, forgive them. Here's the great thing. As he says that, it says there are centurions at the cross. And a centurion soldier is someone who oversees 100 people. They're senior men they're warriors they're hardened fighters and it says they looked up and said surely he was the son of God it did something on the inside of the people of the world when they saw no offense was taken what would it do in the church if the people of the world saw there was no offense taken they would say surely they are sons and daughters of God because they're not behaving like me I couldn't handle that but they're handling that are you with me but the breeding ground for us to be better at that is with each other There will be people here who have offended. I've probably offended half of you. Sorry about that. But it's time for you to mature. (laughs) Sorry if I've ever offended you. I honestly don't mean to offend people. But as a leader, I'm going to offend people. It's not in my heart, but it's going to happen. I think I just preached the issues more with you than me. (laughs) Are you with me, though? Are you with me? Could we be better at this? Jesus had every reason to be offended. But even in his last breath, he says, I am choosing love. I am choosing relationship. I am choosing to see the best in the other person. You know, sometimes I don't think we know the full picture. You know, back to my picking up the dog doo-doo scenario. If I see someone not picking up a dog doo-doo, I'm thinking that's disgraceful. It could be that they brought out six bags and their dog had seven poos. I don't know do I? I don't know that could be happening that would be unfortunate but I don't know the full picture it, it could be that they're allergic to it, it could, I don't, my, my point is this I don't know, I am making a judgement from a distance with my thoughts and sometimes we make a judgement on a person or a situation and we just don't know everything They said to Jesus, crucify him, crucify him. We now know they were paid to say that. And at the time when you're skin and you're struggling and someone gives you a whole stash of cash to shout something, a lot of people go, I'm up for that. The full picture wasn't there. We know the one who was the judge washed his hands of it and says, I don't want any part of this, you choose. And the religious leaders went round and paid people, shout for Jesus, shout for Jesus. There was actually a murderer up there, Barabbas. Barabbas. it was his brother Barabbas and his brother Barabbas. anyway he was up there he deserved to be there he had murdered people he deserved to be there. they knew he deserved to be there. he was infamous for it and yet the religious leaders went around and paid and said shout Jesus so Jesus comes out my Jesus your Jesus the one who is willing to give it all for me and for you he stands there in his purity and they shout for him but they've been paid see we don't always see the full picture i wonder how many of them are shouting jesus with cash in their hand and later thought what did i do we don't always know i'm trying to build a rounded picture of how offense works so that it might equip you to be a little bit more mature in handling offense Maybe be a little bit more thoughtful in how you treat people, trying your best not to offend them. If we could be better at that, I think people are going to see something of Jesus in this. Let me round up with this thought. Jesus speaking in Matthew 11 verse 6 says this. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Do you know, Jesus offends people. Jesus offends people. People in our world have a filter on what they think it should look like, on what they think people should behave like. But Jesus unswervingly came to bring a culture of heaven to collide with the culture of earth, and he won't won't budge. Purity. Purity offends people. We live in a world where it is absolutely normal to have multiple sexual partners. There'll be people who went out last night, met someone for the first time and went home with them, slept with them, and they think that's cool and okay. But Jesus would say, that's not okay, because you're better than that. Do you know when we have sexual relationships, it's never just an animal act, it's always a spiritual act as well, you can't separate the two. There's all these people connecting spiritually all over the place and Jesus is like, you're better than that. There's more for you in life than that. But it offends them, How are you judging me? How very dare you? Who's doing it wrong? The maker, the creator, the author of life, the author of relationship, or the one who thinks I wanna do it my way. Jesus offends people, holiness offends people, I'm not prepared to do that, you knock yourself out, I'm not judging you, you do that, but I'm going to do that, and what happens, they all gather together offended, and they think they're better than us, no, no, we don't think we're better than you, we just want to be a bit more like Jesus, in my imperfection, I want to buy into his perfection, and I'm not prepared to live a lifestyle just to please you, and people get offended, can you see why they get offended because Jesus puts a marker in the ground a standard of life and says this is what we're called to you are being sanctified you are holy you're a child of God and when we live like that people get offended but that's their issue not your issue God ordained relationships we are told now these are the kind of relationships we have to accept does God accept them people get offended forgiveness generosity Faith offends people. Why are you getting up every Sunday morning to go to church instead of having a lay-in? Do you know why? Because I love my Jesus and my faith says when I live with him, my life goes better. I can't believe you're getting up uh, for church every Sunday morning. Yeah, but that's for me. Can you see how Jesus just offends people? Even in church, there are attitudes that we need to shift. We love the greatest servant ever. He literally gave up heaven to come and serve humanity. He washed feet. He went out of his way for people. He healed people. He provided for people. Everywhere he went, he served. And yet we get so easily offended at the idea that we might be expected to serve somewhere. And yet we serve the server. Why are we offended that someone can't believe they're asking me to come twice in a month to put a chair out? Come on. I can't believe they're asking me to help with the children. I've had a busy week myself. Come on, don't be offended. Serve like the server. Are you with me? We love the most generous God who gave everything for us and then become offended by the idea of giving. Oh, they're expecting me to give. Are you actually joking? Do they know my life? Well, I want to reflect God. And God is the most generous God gave up his first, his best his only for me and I want to reflect that to humanity that I'm going to be a generous person because he's a generous God are we a bunch of people who expect forgiveness for the things we've done from our God but are less willing to forgive other people who have hurt us it offends them, I'm offended by that person why should I forgive them, well you should forgive them because God's forgiven you and we're reflecting that to people i love the fact that jesus says blessed is he who isn't offended by me so when you aren't offended when you are going to live like jesus what does he say you'll be blessed you'll be blessed when you live more like me it demonstrates a heart and a mind in submission to the king and therefore we can choose not to be offended are you with me so could we be people that break the power of offence? could we be mature enough to take hold of our thoughts and submit them to jesus could we demonstrate more grace for people who aren't getting it right and could we fight for unity and relationship because when we do these things we are demonstrating a different spirit to the world and you know what is attractive people love to belong to something families god's put us in families i believe one of the reasons Gang culture works is because people want to belong. One of the reasons people are, you know, grown men are willing to walk around town with a football shirt on is because they associate themselves with a the family. This is who we are. Well, this is the best family. And if we could be a Jesus kind of family, we'd be the most attractive family on the planet. And people want to belong. Could we do that? With all that in mind, uh, could I pray for you? Do you want to stand up? I invite you to close your eyes and take a moment. Let's do some business with the Father. I believe there are people in the room right now who are carrying offense. Someone did something, said something, hurt you, didn't meet your expectation. Don't worry, I'm not gonna get you to raise your hand. This is your personal stuff. My challenge to you is this. Would you submit that offense to Jesus? Could you get a Jesus filter in your thought process? Could forgiveness flow? Could you fight for relationship? Could you push against your own flesh to be more like Jesus Father forgive them he said Lord I pray for everyone right now who's living with offense whatever that might look like empower them Lord God help them help them to be more like Jesus help them to let it go help them to forgive help them to fight for relationship and not be suckered by the bait of Satan Let them be blessing the other party, not cursing them. And I pray, Lord God, as people make bold decisions and act on it, Lord God, that you would come in like a rushing wind and put your weight behind Jesus based decisions. That you could flip something around relationships that are dead and dying, Lord. You could bring them back to life because it would glorify your Son. Let us be a community of hope we can hope because what seems dead comes alive in Christ Father I pray you could do a work in our hearts and minds even now that as we go forward from this place that we could look at situations and look at people through a Jesus filter that we would choose actively choose I'm not going to be offended I died to self and came alive in Christ. I choose not to be offended. I feel like I just want to give you as a group of people just maybe 20 seconds just in your mind to say your prayer to the Father for an issue you might need help with right now. I'm sure lots of people will be thinking about someone or something right now. Take a moment to pray your prayer. Help me with this, Lord. I'm struggling with this. I, I can't pretend it's not hurt me but I want to get it right you pray your prayer Jesus. Jesus 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 Father forgive us where we haven't been like you where we've gathered people around our offence where we've let it settle in where we've allowed death to relationship to come give us Lord God but we look to you again and ask for your help you be glorified I pray, you be glorified Father in this holy moment, come on church it feels like a holy moment doesn't it, God's doing some stuff, would you move amongst your people Father would you move amongst your people and help us to take a little step towards Jesus to submit our issues to you to live life in your strength not our own fighting for unity the kind of unity that commands a blessing maybe you need to go to someone and say I think I may have offended you and I'm sorry I never intended that maybe it'll start a conversation that will bring healing
1: To take this cup from.
0: Have a, an active response so I'm going to pray a line and I invite you to pray it with me and for some people this will be really poignant for some people it may not be for you but stand with someone else I want to pray a prayer where you're speaking out I forgive that person I let it go I choose not to be offended anymore I think it would be helpful to a lot of people so can we do that as a church even if that's not for you it might be for the person standing next to you so let's do it together I'll pray and then you pray with me Father God I choose today to let it go I choose not to be offended I forgive that person I see it differently I choose a Jesus filter forgive me for holding it release me now in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I believe God's going to do some amazing, amazing things in relationships if we'll apply this stuff. And I wonder if, if before I say that, some people might need some prayer. And we've got a wonderful prayer team who will be up here at the end. If that's you, come forward. Come. Don't Don't, don't let your pride get in the way. Get your healing. Shift it. some prayer if you need some prayer we'll be here afterwards but here's the thing I believe God's shifting some stuff I believe minds are already changing I think we're getting a different filter on it and because of that we're gonna see new relationships coming forward and old relationships restored so how about in advance we thank Jesus for what he's gonna do with a clap come on